Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Please turn in your Bibles with me this morning to Psalm 8. We're going to read 3 to 6. Psalm 8, 3 to 6. Praise God. The Bible says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you're mindful of him, the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hand. You put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field. The birds of the air and the fish of the sea. They pass through the parts of the seas. O Lord our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Amen. How excellent is your name in all the earth. This morning we continue in our series, Not Alone, His Angels Are With Me. Amen. Not Alone. His angels are helping me. His angels are looking out. His angels are strengthening they're carrying out God's will concerning me. Amen. You remember that we started this series a couple of weeks ago, about three weeks ago. And we told ourselves that angels are actually messengers. They are messengers of a superior being. Told ourselves that angels could either be good angels or bad angels. But we are focusing our time and our study on the angels of God. We said to ourselves that angels, they ascend, God's angel. They ascend and they descend. They take from earth our prayers. Take it to the Father and they bring down answers from the Father. May you receive a good report from above. May the Lord answer you in the day of your calling. He show his mercy up to you, Amen. You know, we told ourselves how this series was bothering my spirit because the COVID-19 pandemic is seen as an unseen enemy. And God reminded me that we have unseen helper that he had made available before any pandemic ever was released from hell. And God said to me to go and study this and empower his people. So that we will not be a people who are ignorant. And I thank God for the testimonies that we've been receiving. Things we consider, wow, but how did that happen? Things people thought, well, I didn't even know I'd given up on that. But God is helping us out. Amen. Now it's important to also state, because I've had this question coming from one of the group discussions. This study is not about things that are not necessary to our faith. There are so many things people can talk about angels. We're not having this discussion to preoccupy ourselves with our unhelpful information. Whether angels always go around with wings, 
whether they are women, whether they are young girls, whether they are beautiful or not. All those kind of paintings that have colored the mind of people, just, you know, preconditioned our thoughts. That's not the focus of our study. We probably will mention that for the sake of mentioning it. But I don't care how the angel looks or comes, so long as I have the ministry. <laughs> how about you? That's what we are looking at. That's what is important. Somebody asked also, how old are angels? The Bible tells us how old they are. You find out in Job 38. It tells us that angels actually existed before our time. Because they were created at the creation before man came. They are older than the universe. So the question about whether angels grow, do they grow as babies? That's why you see some people think angels grow. They are babies. Angels don't grow. Angels don't procreate. They don't increase in number. They don't die. So that I can move on this morning and about the appearance of angels. Angels actually, when or if you should see one, they will appear normal. And there's a reason for that. Because if you see angel in their real state, as described by the Bible, you will collapse. And I want to help somebody's faith this morning to understand that. Nobody sees an angel in the way they should be. That's the reason why when you look at some of the instances in the Bible, when people have enjoyed the ministry of angels, those angels have come normally, naturally. In fact, that's why the Bible tells us in Hebrews 13, that many of us have entertained angels unawares. I mean, if the angel is, is weird, you will never forget. You see their feet. It's blocked the entire road. You can't even see where you're going. You can't forget. But many people have entertained angels unaware, seated beside you on a train, at work, in various ways. Remember when the angel also appeared to Mary? It wasn't a strange sight that she spoke about. It was a strange saying. She didn't collapse when the angel showed up because it was a normal person. She saw. Don't worry yourself about all kinds of things you might see. When you read Ezekiel chapter 1, and I want to leave that with you to read. Ezekiel chapter 1 was one of those chapters in the Bible that clearly describes prophet Ezekiel how he saw the angel in their real states. Maybe this will help somebody who desire to see angels in the way they look. The Bible said one angel that he saw had four faces. And they didn't turn wherever they wanted to go. So if the angel was going this way, a face of man is in this direction. A face of lion is here. A face of eagle is here. Whichever way he wants to go, he doesn't need to turn. If you have to turn right, you turn this way. Angel is going this way. It's okay, he wants to turn right because he's led by the will, as led by the spirit. So he begins to go this way. As far as the angel is concerned, he's going straight. And he wants to go back. He does not need to turn around. The angel is always facing the direction as led by the spirit. What I'm trying to say, sometimes people get bothered and bogged into things that are not really necessary. But God wrote that in the scriptures for us to understand they do exist in the spirit. But when they need to manifest in the, in the physical, 
they take the appearance of men. And I think I just, that's just that much he said. In Psalm 103 verse 20, the Bible says, Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. That's uh, the new translation, new translation version. So we told ourselves that angels were created by God. They were created by God through Jesus. This is why it's important that it must be about Jesus, not about angels. The more of Jesus in us, the more of Jesus we speak, the more the angels will know. I know that voice. I recognize that authority. This is why it's important. The Bible said in Colossians chapter 1, 16 to 17, it said, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominion or principalities and power. You see that? All things, visible or invisible, whether they were thrones, dominions and powers, principalities. He said all things were created through him, for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. So we started to look at some of the benefits, amazing benefits of angels. And I think last week we stopped. Uh, there is divine interface. This is where our prayer goes from physical realm to the spiritual realm. Goes to heaven. I know it's a natural thing when we want to talk about heaven, we look up. You know, God is above. God is above, is watching us. You know, we say that as a word. Because it's the only way our finite mind can receive or perceive the location or the existence of God. But above could be Japan, when you look at the globe. Do you understand what I'm saying? The earth is not a flat surface. So God is not necessarily above or below. It's a dimension. It's a dimension that you find out that we're talking about. So our prayer goes from one realm to the other realm. That's why, my dear friends, it's important to take the word of God serious. Spirituality is not a thing that we do occasionally or optionally. We cannot be a real Christian. We cannot win the battle of life without having an understanding that we are called into a spiritual lifestyle, a spiritual warfare. Today, what I want to share with us quickly is, despite the fact that angels are so powerful, so awesome in strength. They have some limitations. It's amazing for us to understand that yes, angels do there. If I, before I go into that, only two angels were mentioned in the Bible. Maybe I should quickly say this. I probably have said it before. Only two angels. Isn't that amazing? Angel Gabriel and angel Michael. I remember many years ago, um, one of my aunts used to ask me to drive out somewhere to pray. So I would drive out, be in the car, and then they'll say, oh, you two come inside. Because those kind of meetings will be all night meeting. And um, anyway, it was so funny to me to see how these people knew all the angels. Sometimes in the midst of their worship, they'll go into some kind of movement. And a particular angel has just come in. And they'll be mentioning the angel's name. 
As I grew in the Lord, I realized that it's a whole lot of stuff we expose ourselves to that we do not know. These are demons coming into the lives of people. And then you don't understand what you are battling with. Because you have been receiving message from this kind of angel. Angels of God are so powerful. The cherubims and the seraphims. Two types of angels mentioned as angels of God. The cherubims are known for their military life. Actually, the cherubims, they are the guards of the throne. They are known for watching over the throne. The interesting thing about these uh, cherubims, the first time they were mentioned was in Genesis 3, when God had to send man out of the Garden of Eden. They came with a blazing arrow watching over, ensuring that man does not get lost forever. Because that was the whole purpose. If man had eaten of the, of the tree of life, we will have remained in a state of sin forever. And then they had a second squadron. And that was the seraphims. And these ones, they are messengers as well. But they travel to fro and bring news. They worship. They are known for worship. Worshipping. And they are always worshipping before the Father. Singing holy, holy, holy. Before the throne of the Father. Holy, holy, holy. And the Bible talks about as they flap their wings and, they, and then they worship. All they do is worship. Isaiah saw them. And when he saw them, just like Ezekiel lost his breath. Just like Daniel lost his breath. When Isaiah saw them, he said, woe is me. I'm undone. I dwell amongst the people of unclean lips. But I find God that a seraphim flew from the throne of God and he touched his tongue with a coal of fire. May God touch our tongue this morning. I believe for the time that the church would understand that this is a day, this is a day for a touch tongue where our tongue can be touched, cleansed of lies, cleansed of all kinds of things, cleansed of unbelief, cleansed of things that are not filled with faith. Because a world that is filled with fear, we need to fight it with faith. We must understand that something else has crept into the world and a people of faith can change it. I don't care what you call the new normal making things convenient. But you must understand that God had an idea that he expected of his people. Isn't it amazing how we can go out and do all kinds of things but we cannot go out to worship. We can go out to do all kind of, we can go out to eat. I keep asking myself, whenever I've stepped into a restaurant, how we can freely eat without covering our mouth? And we can't go to the house of God. Really? People can go to the pub, but they can't go to drink, spiritual drink. Don't be fooled, friends. There is a virus in the mind that must be cleansed. Who decides to put one nation on a watch list? A rising problem, I keep on saying to until you come to realize that God has his protection package for your life. You will be afraid of what is not there. Don't ever be so spiritual, be so modernized that you think you do not need the ministry of angels. If Jesus Christ needed angels while on earth, you do more than anything. 
Do you realize that Jesus Christ actually experienced ministry of angels throughout? But let me mention three particular times. The temptation in the wilderness. When Satan came to tempt Jesus Christ. And then he left and the Bible said, then the angels came and ministered to him. May you receive the ministration of angels during temptation. There is nothing as knowing. How did I escape that moment? How did I get through that? It is easy to fall into it than to come out of it. But when God delivers you, when God gives you some supernatural grace, and you are hearing the voice of God louder through the power of the Holy Spirit, I told us God does not come physically, he sends his angels. During tribulation in the garden, Jesus Christ experienced the ministry of angels. There is a temptation. There is a tribulation time. If you are going through any kind of tribulation this morning, either sickness in your body, in your finances, in any area, in your marriage, receive the help of God. He couldn't do it by himself. He said, Lord, if it pleases you, oh Lord, take this cup from me. I can't do this. Jesus said it. I can't do this. But he had to trust. He said, Father, take it. How did the father answer? He sent his angels. He said, ah. And then the Bible said, and the angels came and ministered to him. That was Jesus. You are going through a situation. You have to go to court. You have to face some people that seem that they are overwhelming you. Right now, I believe God to pull you through. To pull you through. You are laboring to have a baby. Receive the help of God. To deliver a dream. To start a business. To bat something new in this time. Receive help of God. The third time you could see clearly in the ministry of Jesus Christ. A triumph. When he triumphed from the dead. When he rose from the dead. And he lives forever. Hallelujah. The Bible said the angels of God came and rolled away the storm and sat there as a witness. And the angels lifted him as he rose up into the clouds. We told ourselves angels are very powerful. Extremely powerful. Imagine one single angel killed 185,000 Assyrians one night. One angel. What kind of missile would that be? One angel. Extremely powerful. You read about what angels will do in Revelations, it will blow your mind. But as powerful as they are, they have limitations. I got about seven here. I can't go through it all. Let me just mention a couple as we close this morning, round up this morning. Because my focus today is to show you, yes, angels are powerful, but God has greater plans for you. Even than the angels. Is that not interesting? Number one. Angels do not have capacity to repent. Is that not interesting? They are powerful, but they don't have capacity to repent. How many times did Lucifer sin against God once? We don't know how long he's been on his heart. We don't know. But it was once they carried it out. They messed up in heaven and they lost it. That's the, the, the disciples of Satan followed him. They followed him once. And since that, despite the fact that God has shown Satan his end, 
That's why the Father, they know the doom is awaiting them. They cannot repent. How many times have you blown it? We've missed too many. I don't pray to the God of second chances because some of us don't have it anymore. We've blown third, fifth chances. But that is a God who does not count sin. Amen. See, that is one thing you should thank God for, that he has not limited you to a life without grace. Angels don't have that. Number two, angels don't understand the things about salvation. They don't understand it. They can't figure it out. In fact, in 1 Peter chapter 1, when you read it from 10 to 12, we can't read that now. It says that for to them, the message was given, but it was not for them. For angels look into these things, they desire to see, but they don't get it. That's why angels didn't know why did the Son of God have to die. You know, it didn't make sense to them. Even demons, their, their, their other side colleague, didn't understand. The Bible said they would not have crucified the Son of Glory. So the message of salvation is not clear. To them, they don't know why would God do that? They're powerful. But they don't get that. Isn't that amazing what God does for us? <laughs> Extremely powerful. But here you are. God is saying you are special to me. Number three. Angels learn the wisdom of God by observing the people of God. Ah, are you serious? They learn the wisdom of God by observing the people of God. The Bible said in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. It said to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. You see that? Might be made known to the principalities and powers. So one of the things that is a secret, that's why Jesus Christ can send us out as lambs in the midst of wolves. He can send us out almost like we are helpless, but there is invisible help. That's why coronavirus didn't understand it. How are they still standing? How are they still pressing? What is it going on with the church? I expect by now the church is shut down. But the manifold wisdom of God is made known through the church. Through the church is marching on. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Why would you fall into the trap of Satan? They, they are wondering what's going to happen. You two you are wondering. No, you should be showing the devil. You should be showing the devil. Manifold wisdom. Do you know what that really means? It means I has not seen. He has not heard, but for the people who are working with God, they are saying, I know my God is about to do a new thing. But see, the, the principles and power, they don't know that. They would not have crucified. They thought death was the end. But God had a joker in his hand. A new church is arising. A church with power, with grace, with glory. Angels powerful, but they are limited. Angels cannot preach the gospel. <laughs> Can you believe that? You have taken it for granted. Angels can't preach the gospel. 
They don't know what it means to repent or to have sinned or to know. So, but you can preach it. God has given you the responsibility to preach the gospel. Not angels. But what do they do? What angels do is they empower you to preach the gospel. They strengthen you and I. They strengthen you and I. They quicken people's hearts. They alter their path of a sinner. Do you remember? There was a time that um, the utopian eunuch was going from uh, Jerusalem. And the Lord said to um, Philip to go preach the gospel to this man. Why didn't an angel just do that themselves? But God had to quicken Philip with divine transportation. May you receive divine help. Nothing will stop you. Nothing will, will limit you to preach the gospel. Now while you are preaching the gospel, the Lord will organize things for men that they will hear and receive it. But they can't preach the gospel. So that's why they can only rejoice at the outcome. When sinners are saved. Wow. Angels don't understand why God loves us so much. You know how? Because they can't do things at their own will. They can't even approach the Father by themselves. No. Unless they are carrying out errands that are sent, either by God or the request of God's children to the Father. So here you are. Angels are there waiting for instruction. You and I, or in wherever part of the world you are in, you just say, Father, I come in your name. You just entitled this process. Can you imagine? I don't think you got it. <laughs> it's like everybody is waiting outside your father's office. They always have to wait. Your father is a president. And then you have just said, Dad, I'm coming. You just get there, you just walk in. Everybody just, oh no, he's a, he's a daughter, he's a son. Do you get the point? That's the kind of thing that angels, what is man? That you are mindful of him. Come on somebody, celebrate Jesus. Put your hands together. Bless him. The son of man. You visit him. You made him a little lower. Than the Elohim. No angels. The angel of God. Elohim himself. You know it's so interesting. When you read the scriptures and the Bible. In the Old Testament calls the angels. The son of God came also. Of course he's referring to the angels. But the son of God referring to angels, that does not make us not the son of God. In the Old Testament, they were referred to like that because until Christ came and through Christ, we became redeemed. Then we become sons of God. Amen. I'll give us one more. We are seated in Christ far above principalities and power. Angels can't sit on our seats. <laughs> They are limited. We are seated above them. Because we are seated in Christ Jesus. The Bible said far above principalities and power. Far above principalities and power. He gave us dominion over the things he has created and all he had created. As we round up this service. Knowing fully well where God has placed you. Are you living up to that expectation? Are you living up to that honor that God has placed on you? This is it. So what do I need to do to experience all this? In real sense, is to live like Christ lived. 
is to understand how to think like Christ. Is how to understand that God has placed so much value on me. Don't devalue your own life. Don't live in a way that you expose yourself to things that make you lower. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4 verse 17. He said, we are to live as Christ lived on earth. He said, herein is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. So are we in this world. As Christ is. May the life of Christ be formed fully in us. Please don't, don't make a standard of, oh, my mother, my father. Seek a higher standard. And that is Christ. Any man, no matter how good they are, they are still men. But that is Christ. That we must all pursue. We must all desire. Take his nature. Say, Lord, be formed. Be fully formed in me. I don't want to close this morning without ministering to somebody who may be discouraged. You are in despair. You are feeling with all this help I hear about. How come I feel helpless? God actually placed this particular case on my heart last night. You are feeling helpless. But listen carefully, there is help. The Bible tells us in 1 King chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19, from verse 5 to 8. It says, then as he lay, slept under a broom tree. This is Elijah, God's own servant. God and anointed. He felt, I have I've done everything I should do. Not that I don't believe God, I believe in. But right now I feel desperate, I feel discouraged. Is that you? Sometimes... The search for something can make you feel discouraged. The absence of something can make you discouraged. A delay can make you discouraged. Attack against you can make you discouraged. Men ganging up against you can make you discouraged. This morning I want to pray for you. So this man lay down. He slept under the broom tree. He said suddenly an angel touched him. Receive the touch of God this morning. Receive the touch of God this morning. I don't know who you are. Somebody's hearing this right now. Receive the touch of God this morning. Suddenly. I love that. And he said to him, arise and eat. Arise and eat. Sometime depression, discouragement, despondency can make a person to lose appetite. Not just physical food, spiritual food. There are people who sleep through Sunday mornings now. To them it's holiday. May God deliver you from that group of people. That's a week, amen. This man slept. But the angel touched him. And said to him, arise and eat. And guess what? He was so discouraged. That he ate. And then he slept back. I can understand if the food he ate was not good food. But the Bible said he ate angels' food. What kind of food do angels eat? I make them so powerful and strong. But I thank God who does not give up on us. He came a second time and touched him. And he said, rise and eat. 
This morning, receive a second touch. Receive a second touch. Right now, right now, right now. Receive a second touch. In the name of Jesus, receive strength on the inside. Everything that seems weak, everything that seems not able to sustain miracle, receive a touch of God. He said, this journey is far. I pray you will carry that journey. You will fulfill that journey. You will rise upon yourself and you will walk. You will run. You will fulfill your purpose in the name of Jesus. He arose, you will arise. He arose, you will arise. You will arise from discouragement. You will arise from sick bed. You will arise from I am waiting to I have received it. In the name of Jesus, your testimony is coming. In the name of Jesus. The Bible said from that single encounter, he went on a 40-day journey. Can you imagine? One food. 40-day journey. That's to tell us it wasn't an ordinary food. You will do the supernatural. You will do the unimaginable. In the name of Jesus, what doctor said is not possible. You will do it. You will fulfill it. In the name of Jesus. As we bring this service to an end, I want you to believe that there is nothing impossible for God to do. I want to just begin to say, Lord, I thank you for this thing that seems impossible. Go ahead. Lord, it seems impossible. I don't know what it is. But I want to please believe God is saying something to me. Somebody this morning is receiving a miracle. Angels of God are going forth, touching you right now. They are ministering to the hells of salvation. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Receive your breakthrough. Receive your miracle. Receive your answer right now. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible for Jesus. You are coming back to testify. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We worship you. We bless. We give you all the glory and all the praise. Because there is nothing impossible for you to do. Thank you for your angels that are ministering to your saints right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.